Welcome to the Harrisburg Brethren in Christ Church podcast. My name is Ryan Cagno. The HPIC podcast brings you weekly episodes on the topic of discipleship, where we'll sit down with members of the HPIC family to hear their stories, hear about the different ways people at HPIC are pursuing discipleship, in other words, how they are learning to follow Jesus' example and obey his teachings in their daily lives in practical ways. This week I sat down with Raymond Snell. Uh, Raymond, about two years ago, started a um, men's kind of accountability group, Bible study type thing that's kind of really ballooned into a bunch of people. Um, just been really cool to see how a small little idea he had is is really gaining ground and changing lives. And so I wanted to pick his brain about it and hear from him on that experience. Uh, it was great. Um, you'll hear his phone go off a couple times during this uh, conversation. And that was just like uh, people in the group kind of communicating with him. So just really cool to see what God's doing and uh, wanted to hear from Raymond on it. So enjoy. Raymond Snell, welcome to the podcast. Okay. It is great to have you. How do you feel? I feel privileged. Okay. All right. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take that. I do too. Thanks for carving out the time among your various jobs to, to be here. Mm-hmm. You're driving the bus to Swadera Middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Working downtown at a hotel, right? Uh, at Hilton Garden and East okay. off, off, of, uh, off of Paxton. Okay. Paxton okay. Mall. Okay. So in between two. All right. Nice. Um, the reason that I wanted to bring you in and talk to you is because you've been leading a group of men for how long now? Well, it's it's closing in two years. Okay. I guess start at the beginning of your idea, how this came about, and kind of the crazy, you know thing that's happened since or the i don't know if crazy is the right word but there's a good amount of people involved in it and yeah you know everything that's happened how, how did this you know idea start for you and well it uh it originally germinated uh, uh pastor woody's um um last act here he was constructing conducting a, a bible study and we were talking somewhat of you know the truths that exist around what the Bible actually says and doesn't say. And then sort sort of towards the end of the sessions, you know, the idea popped up that he thought it would be a good idea for many of us to just start a cell group and see where it goes. And I had been contemplating... um, starting one on my own for a number of years, but I actually didn't didn't step out on it. I guess, you know, my faith wasn't as strong as perhaps it is now. And uh, I started reaching out and, you know, tapped into a few brothers, and um, the rest is history now. It's like people are tapping on my shoulders saying they heard about what's going on and how can they get involved. What it, What is going on, you know? Well, I, I think that, you know, I've been able to establish uh, a forum of men who actually uh, can come to the table and discuss things that are probably and items that, 
they probably wouldn't share with their family. It's just, it's sort of like it's it's a, a code of of men conduct, and we talk about attributes that exist solely with us. And in in the interim of that, um, that's how I I start the meeting off. You know, allowing if an individual wanted to bring something to the table, now's the time. And the second part of the meetings is usually we um, grab um, some verses of the Bible and and dig into it a little. <coughs> Here of late, I'd say for the for the past year or so, we've been. Um, in a work-study uh, book, Bob Sorshi's uh, Secret Place. And there's quite a few dynamics in that book that really platform the outline of what I wanted to establish was, you know, getting men to come to a place where they can share intimacy and and talk to the Lord more than just, I need you now, Lord. But you can talk to the Lord perhaps when you think you don't need him. Hmm. Hmm. You know, the, the word says man should pray all the time. Hmm. And I find that, that men want to pray only in a moment of stress or need when in actuality... The Lord wants to enjoy the joys that you have as well as the band-aid. Yeah. No, that's certainly the pattern for all of us, Mm -hmm. you know, and for me specifically, you know, how much natural, how natural it is to feel closer or want to go to God Mm -hmm. when you're struggling, when you're hurting, when you're dealing with something. Well, it has to, it has to become a habit. Uh, you know, aside of um, just um, a daily worship or weekly worship or however you want to coin phrase it, it uh, it constitutes a, a different forum when it's just men in the room. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've noticed in my lifetime that you can get a man to start talking, but as soon as women and children enter the room, they no longer have anything to say. Mm. In fact, in most cases, the woman speaks for the man. She starts to express what he feels or thinks, and then the children as well. So we we don't get to what is actually the core of the man, What's what's actually inside of you what what do you really say about thus and so and and i uh, thank the lord that um he's allowed me to be an intercessor of the core of helping men reach intimacy yeah how many guys do you have uh involved and you, you every other Thursday? Is your yeah, we right? usually meet every other Thursday unless we elect not to, but we've been pretty consistent. Um, I would say uh, the group is growing. Um, uh, 
when I talked to you uh, about it a couple months ago, we were at 19. And since then, I have a, a number at 28. And uh, the Lord is blessing because of the 28, I'd say that uh, we've, from 19 to 28, we've at least retained half. Uh, some come and, and just uh, experience it and see, and others, you know, they decide immediately that this is what they want and they stay. Hmm. Where do you meet? Uh, on a regularity, I, um, I'm, I'm what you call the, the default meeting location at my home. Okay. Um, but each each time we have an event, I open up the forum, and if if another man wants to host, um, we will platform that. Um, to my uh, success, over the summer, we've had quite a few men hosting, and that and, and create, creates an enormous amount of enthusiasm. Um, I had one gentleman uh, host a meeting, and he shared after the meeting that, you know, for most of his life, he has never even entertained company in his own. Wow. Let alone a, a group of men. Hmm. So. <clears throat> wow. Well, that's something just there. I mean, that's a big change for him. Yeah. Have you seen changes in the guys that have been involved in this over the course of time i would i would assume with the vulnerability and what you guys are getting into well i i, I was hoping that you would ask that question the the question is absolutely yes um i um i was able to tap in uh for one example one young man who at one point was close to the lord and walked away and uh, he was um, very annoyed by transactions that happened in his life and was able to get him to start coming to the meetings. And, and about three or four sessions, um, he let the antenna down and he said that, uh, you know, we, at the end of each session we pray and then he divulged that he don't pray no more. And uh, we had a late meeting that day, and we jumped on that. Um, and I challenged him. I, um, I said, you probably don't realize that you pray because there's a dynamic leak to Jesus. And it's always accessed in the point of need. I said, but what we're offering here is that you would pray daily. And uh, a couple meetings passed by. And then uh, he said it. He walked up and he said, I'm praying now. And for me, that was confirmation that we had made a breakthrough that was one man 
Another man, if I were to give a, a second example, was one that experienced um, divorce. And divorce in a way in which, you know, as a man faces what could be a failure, whether it was his part or her part, it's a disconnect. And we began to talk about how that can be mended, not so much as the fact of the divorce, but we talked about how first the man being mended so that if there was a point in which communion could exist, he would be more capable to handle that. Now, those are difficult subjects, but they are subjects that need to be discussed. And I would say emphatically that uh, there's a few men that experience that. And uh, the outcome was uh, really good. Because in repairing the one man, you end up repairing many men. Because for that moment, they're broken. Even guys that aren't going through that specific circumstance or yeah. to that level, they're kind of seeing similar things in themselves. And Yeah, when you get into the dynamics of what actually exists, you know, you're... You hear a lot of men say, well, she said she did this and he did that. And we chased that around in our jargon. But uh, in our group, we focus solely on what the man's going to do. Mm. And, uh, of course, the, the word says stand and then stand some more. And then when you get tired of standing, stand again. And uh, that's what we push for and uh, being true brothers, brothers of the word and uh, of the truth. Do you find that, you, so you meet with a certain number of these guys every other week, do you find that like beyond those meeting times, you've grown closer, been able to support each other in different ways? Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, we um, we established a chat room, and uh, the chat room is uh, a nice vehicle to have because <clears throat> if they're uh, a point of discussion that one would want to share prior to the next meeting, it, it enables an individual to do so. And I've, I've come to conclude that uh, oftentimes the, the chat room uh, perhaps is uh, just as important as the meeting. We had uh, an, a new brother in that joined uh, 
a couple weeks ago, and, and he had surgery last Monday. And uh, the chat room came alive. Um, his surgery was 8 a.m. on Monday morning, and the chat room uh, opened up my around 7, 7.30, and you could see one by one the men submitting their prayers and thoughts and how supportive, you know, these brothers were that this man just met. And I, I, I thought that that was a strong and powerful platform for who we are. And I was godly proud to to own that, yeah, this is something that we created yeah. through God's blessing. What is your, like, long-term hope for this? I mean, you, well, you just my, going week by week? or My hope is that uh, e eventually, um, you know, I'm looking at um, retirement. I'm slowly going into it. My hope is that uh, that one or two of the men that actually are committed now would uh, take the arm and continue it and uh, go by the examples. Now, on many levels, I see growth. I see that even in the beginning of a meeting, uh, we have like a moment where uh, we break bread together. And uh, in the beginning, I mostly uh, supplied those items. And now, on the day of a meeting, I may get a, a brother and send a, a tag and say, is there anything you would like me to bring? Is there anything you would like for me to do? And I, uh, I, I just uh, thank the Lord for that. Uh, one, one brother in on, uh, on Monday, he Venmoed me forty dollars to help prepare for this meeting, and uh, on a on a regularity, I get people all the time uh, saying, "What can I do to help?" And I tell you, you know the Lord's moving when you get men wanting to do. <laughs> I was going to say that's <laughs> the that's the spirit right there. Yeah. Good men that you know don't mind opening up their wallet. That's that's when you know you've you've arrived. Mm -hmm. That's it for you. I mean, not just the wallet, but the having guys stepping up wanting to take over more of it, leading that for you is kind of like yeah, what you yeah. would have wanted to see. Yeah, I wouldn't want to, this to die when I die. I would I would like to uh, for it to be a, a, a continuation. And uh, it takes a, um, a special person to uh, to access other men, and then once you access them, you know it's sort of like the the relationship actually begins then, and then from there, uh, growth is shared. It's no longer his accomplishments, but it becomes ours. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I see a, a handful of men that are young into it. And I always try to tell them that there are tomorrow. Yeah. And don't just be glad in today. Have there been people that have come into the group that were not necessarily, didn't necessarily consider themselves Christians? I know you had someone that was had quit praying and stuff like that, but have you, have you had people that are kind of on the fringes or were not sure what they believed about faith when they came in? I have a... a I wouldn't say that I've had too many men that actually come to the meeting that are without Christ. I would say that um, I would have men that that perhaps would come to the meeting that have been broken in some manner, and they need mended. Um, And then others, I've... Some come in uh, full of faith and roll up their sleeves and ready to do the work, aid and assist. Hmm. But not too many men are, are without Christ. Um, at one, oh, my phone's blowing up here. Yeah. Today's the, <laughs> today is the meeting day. Okay. Um, I would have to say most of of. Uh, the men that attend has been in some relationship with Christ. There's there's something that you can build on from that. I um I have one gentleman on my job that is talking that he's antichrist. But uh I don't believe it. I don't buy it. And I do believe one day he's going to attend because he's he's starting to see others that are attending, and uh, others from the job. Yeah, yeah. The one gentleman that uh, said he didn't wasn't praying uh, when he started praying, he uh, was able to enroll in college and uh, going after his certification, and currently works for the state. So, when you start to see results of it, yeah, then the the sign comes up. What am I missing? Is it a lot of people like that you work with that you've invited, or who exactly have you, you know, reached out to about this? Anybody that crosses my path, really. My my goal is this is my personal goal. My girl, my goal is to invite two new men a week. But sometimes the invitation gets doubled. And I may end up inviting four instead of two. But it's it's whoever pass crosses my path. I don't look for any certain type. I it's just whoever I run into. Yeah. <laughs> Have have you been su- surprised by anything in this journey? So two years ago, you start off just kind of inviting people to come to your house and, and to share and read scripture together. You know, 28 people later, mm-hmm. anything that surprised you about it? Or that just something you didn't expect? Um, 
if there was a, a surprise, I'm uh, I'm surprised that that uh, the intimacy level is uh, still thick. Um, I I had a, an unction uh, early on when we when we first reached our first threshold of ten, and intimacy was still present. Hey, I just read this text here. Is one gentleman says, "I'm coming and I'm bringing a friend," and uh, then he says, "I'm going to bring some fruit and veggies." That is so nice. <laughs> and, yeah, it's dynamic getting getting the updates about the group during a conversation about the group. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's uh. It's a good feeling. I'm I'm surprised sometimes that uh, um, I'm surprised sometimes when I ask someone to come, and they'll say no, and then I'll run into them again, and I'll ask them again, and they'll say no. I'm surprised that although they say no. They want to know what all are we talking about and what all are we doing. I'm surprised about that. And I'm, so I'm saying to myself, if if you're if you have a no, then why do you want to keep being invited? And I sometimes think that uh, men like to be asked upon, even though their first response is no. That's what I think, and I'm surprised by that. They want to be uh, hunted down. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I well, had, it shows something that you would think of them and want to ask them and be persistent in it. Yeah, I was at a I was at a football game, and the one gentleman rolled up on me, and I was talking to him about the study. He said, "Yeah," he said, "I know you're still doing the study." He said, "But you haven't been inviting me lately." And I dropped I dropped him off the list maybe a year or so ago, and that let me know that uh, I was surprised by his response that he noticed that I don't ask him no more. So what I do now on my phone is I put reminders for those that are inactive. I remind myself to still reach out to him. I don't. I don't add them to the chat room until they're actually a, a member mm. and attend. But I, I still reach out on my own to touch them and invite them. That's great. To get to the chat room, you have to you have to come to a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good barrier. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think it's so good what you're doing, and that's why I wanted to have you on. It's And it's cool just to see the way that God has used it and grown it. Mm-hmm. I would okay. love for I would love for more people to follow your example. I would love mm-hmm. for people to just be obedient, to try something and see where God takes it, you know, with the people that's in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were going to speak to any of those folks who are listening to this, you know, what word of encouragement or challenge would you give them, you know? If well, God's laid something on their heart. My advice to anyone that that want to embark on a ministry as such, 
you, the first thing you must do is you must talk to the Lord and help him to get you ready for what's to happen. Um, I find that in opening a ministry, you sort of become stationary like a bank, and the banks never close. Now, if you noticed, even during this pad, this iPod, my phone is blowing up. Mm-hmm. These are active members. <laughs> yeah. So be prepared to be open for business. You got to be prepared, yeah. Yeah, yeah. be available to people. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, you're... You're about to eat some ice cream and cake, and you'll get a a tag that uh, we need prayer now, you know, and and you have to be connected. You have to not mind uh, being uh, involved with others, and particularly those that are going through what they're going through. You have to not mind being uh, active about what goes on inside the circle. Mm. So as the circle grow, uh, you grow, your faith grow, and your works grow. That's what I'd say. The advice I'd say is that uh, many of the people that come are eventually going to be a derivative of what you're doing. And they're emulating that that you do. Hmm. So the best advice that I can give you is lead by example. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Be available. Yeah. <laughs> lead by example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if they don't like the Lord, most men like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, food. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I um, I remember <laughs> the one gentleman uh, came to the meeting, and uh, he got a plate of food, and you know we didn't have nothing special. We just had giant fried chicken and some uh, macaroni salad and some salad and fruit and. But it was enough to to get him comfortable. Yeah. Whereas he began to talk. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, having food changes changes things, you know. Yeah. It, at first, it's an expense. But uh, as as you go on, it's sort of like your offering. Uh, you don't really mind giving. Because the the result is if you can if you can get one man to do more with the Lord than he intended to do, it was a good meeting. It's a good word. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Be available, lead by example, fill him with food. Yep. God'll work. He will. Brother Raymond, thank you. You're welcome for taking the time. Sharing your story. 
Here's hoping you're the first of many. Oh, there'll be more. <laughs>